You love looking at people and being like, you're going to steal my money and lie to me. This is great. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm like, ooh, what what other bad experiences can I add to your lifestyle? That's we had to me. go to like an arty like exam prep day and she like showed up in a sweatshirt of like donkeys like humping each other. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sounds like, like my kind of girl. <laughs> and the thing is, is like we're yeah, i'm a yankee anyway i grew up outside of dc like i get it we're a little bit rougher around the edges than your stereotypical like sorority girl from mississippi but like humping reindeers on a sweatshirt <laughs> to a professional event is like next level Fuck yeah and what are they, what are they gonna do tell you like hey so and you're like all right fuck it I mean, bro, you want me your to go life home? I'll could go have home gone now. a very different way. You know, maybe you should have chosen another woman and seen where it <sighs> took you. It probably wouldn't have taken I, you to your PhD, that's for sure. I think that every day. <laughs> I think it probably would have taken me there, but I don't think I would have survived it. Some other shit would have gone on. I would have had four kids by now with all different baby mamas and shit. And been like, <laughs> man, I really fucked this up. <sighs> One would proud. be named George Slow the Spread. <laughs> George Slow the Spread. <laughs> Oh, my God. So oh, good. fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> I will randomly think about it and start <laughs> laughing to myself in, like, <laughs> awkward situations. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Health Unfiltered podcast. We just got the thumbs up to all go from Nicole. Roe is not abused. Hello. What's the frick? Thumbs up. <laughs> oh, man. Hello. How are y'all doing? Not good. We're not good. Why are we not good? Oh, yeah, well, Roe's sending very Yeesh. dark uh, videos to us, so oh he's not okay. good. Um, that leaves a lot to the imagination, <laughs> the dark humor. Let's make that clear. Dark videos. Right. Very dark humor. <laughs> Nothing you can't find on YouTube. But they're on YouTube. Mm, it's not any sort of boy. dark web type stuff. Anyway. Are you slamming an energy drink over there, Roe? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I think I just saw on the side of him. It's like, Rose, energy. Like, it looks fake, you know? It's like, energy. It is it's just giant energy. Like, yeah. drinking like a four loco. <laughs> like, I'm ready. <laughs> he put it in a fake can that just says energy. I wish. That would be, I would I would kill for one of those. The original. Do they still make them? Yes. Not the original ones. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they don't make the good, good, old the good kind anymore. Yeah. Ooh, that makes my soul hurt. When just did like you have thinking your about the days drinking that. Um, I don't know when it probably like a year or two after they came out. I don't when did they mine was spring break. I don't know. Let me let me Google like it when. Oh, yeah. I but you also weren't allowed to show your knees in school. So, well, you know. that was like middle school, high school. Um, yeah, college, I didn't oh drink God, four yeah, locos till right. college. Yeah, same. I thought they were introduced a lot later they were introduced in 2005 mm. so brooke would have been 40 jesus I christ would have been 13 <laughs> oh What's i would have been a sophomore in high school when four locos got introduced then that's crazy. but i don't remember drinking them in high school sorry mom and dad yeah. or anyone yeah. else listening <clears throat> i used I to drink like soco that stuff was in high school so, cool. <laughs> so gross <laughs> 
It's like syrup. It's like alcohol syrup. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's wild. The Southern Comfort, right? Is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Admiral that's Nelson so carried me through college before. I was like, that stuff sucks. I don't even know what that is. It's like, I mean, think about it's like uh, Jack. No. Uh, man, my brain is. The, the alcohol that has a captain on it. Is that. Captain Morgan? Yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah, so it's a knockoff of that. It's because it's Admiral Nelson. Uh, <laughs> is yeah. that the bottom of the bottom shelf? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like things that they were just giving away to underage kids. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. You guys can just take this. Ugh, yeah. I can only imagine because Captain Morgan was gross. <sighs> now, now I just drink energy drinks to stay awake at fucking Thursday at two o'clock. So, what has my life become? Depressing. So we're what are doing you drinking, great. Coco? Are you drinking anything? Um, well, I got a beer, but it's probably hot by now. Um. I'm drinking Oktoberfest. Ooh. Yay. Marzen Lager. Probably said that wrong. But the guy at Trader Joe's told me uh, that this one was his favorite. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. I I will hit up Trader Joe's for their their beers. They have different beers. Well, I love that they sell them by the singles, too. So you can just pick a bunch of different ones. (laughs) And they're all like a dollar. Because they know you're lonely. You're like, <laughs> you just need the single, Nicole. Uh, here you go. No worries. Ro, we need to literally work on your niceness. Okay? There is no joy. No any sort of Keep kindness. Keep to yourself. Which is, which is <laughs> Be mean to yourself. <laughs> Internalize I can, I can, this I anger. Like, I'm literally so about to like tell everyone starts, how to like be to kind to themselves out. today. And you're just like, I hate you and I hate me and I'm I hate setting, everyone. I'm setting, I'm setting the mood. This is how people, most people, you know, operate. And so we're putting them in the negative mind state so that they're like, wow, actually, we should be more kind. Just like Nicole says so. What is I'm that, reverse psychology? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Rose psyop experiment? Cool. Cool. Man. Coco, how is the beer? Oh, yeah. Well, I want to know how this Oktoberfest is. Yeah, it's good. It's very tasty. Loving it. It's kind of, uh, what's the word? Like, I feel like it's a little, like, it's not super light. Um, it's got, it definitely has, like, some body to it. And I don't know how to say that. Like, I... <laughs> It just, yeah, it's good. Full-bodied beer, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, but it's not like a <laughs> stout sure. or something that like is gross. Um, it's really good. Yeah. I like Oktoberfest right? better mm-hmm. than pumpkin. What'd you say? What? I, I like Oktoberfest better than pumpkin is what I said. Yes. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And then I said it was a lager, right? So it's not mm-hmm. going to be too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. What about you, Brooke? What kind of mineral mocktail are you sipping on today? I didn't have time to make one. Um, So I'm just drinking a sparkling water. I'm doing the Waterloo strawberry. I got to get more creative and bring more mocktail creations um, to the pod. I think we just got to start bombing four locos. Is what we talked about. (laughs) Or just taking shots of SoCo. We should have like a... Yeah, that's what we should do. Like a... A retro themed one where we just drink all the shit we used to drink before we knew things were good. I think I would vomit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, remember that one time I came with like a sonic drink and put like tequila in it and wanted to <laughs> kill myself? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ew. There's, uh, 
I remember I drank I drank Everclear my uh, oh fuck sorry mom I think it was my freshman year <laughs> when I went to visit my buddy's brother at the University of Chicago and we did it in what's called like a paint can so it's like an actual can and it was like a bunch of Everclear limeade lemonade Sprite Seven Up and I got <sighs> trash that day. Um, but then for like two years, I couldn't drink lemonade because then I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. So that, that like really fucked up my lemonade for for two years. But I'd be down to do it again for the for the podcast because it's content, baby. I also used to drink um, Bacardi Dragonberry Rum. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. Disgusting. I used to all the Bacardi. flavored vodkas, <laughs> cotton candy. Like the flavored Ugh. brunettes. Do you remember those? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember How? all the Bacardi ones. Ooh. My stomach Whoa. hurts, honestly, thinking about this. But I would be down for a retro. That's what I'm saying. Podcast. Just just because I think it would be entertaining for these <laughs> gut-wrenching reactions. <laughs> well, we should do it during a, um, what's it called? A Q&A podcast. So that way we're just like, effed. And we're like, yeah, so this is a good question right here. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to podcast when we're all together in October? You keep bringing up this October thing, and I don't know. Oh, we already know you're going because your girl committed. And that's all that matters. Uh, If your girl RSVP'd, your ass is going to be there. You know what's so funny? I think that by the time this episode comes out, we will have already met, um, met up, right? I think. Like I just think it would be fun to like actually get drunk together in person and attempt to record together. No, for sure. I mean, <laughs> I think it would be a great idea. I just got a lot of things in the air to see whether I'll be even allowed to go. So, <clears throat> but I transitioning like into the kindness yeah. and the positive vibes, <laughs> row. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I got to start with a question of the week, and then we'll talk about our our actual podcast topic before we derail down. This interesting nostalgic path of alcohol. <laughs> um, question of the week. Centered around sleep. When should I stop eating before bed to support restful sleep? Anyone have opinions on this? Um, I mean, I think, like, obviously, you're not going to want to eat right before bed because that's just going to, like, be uncomfortable. Um, I think this question kind of brings up to me the the food rule that you always hear of like, don't eat past six o'clock or whatever. And that's definitely like not what we're, we're getting at. I don't believe. Um, and Brooks is definitely going to be able to, um, drop some more knowledge here, but I would obviously like assess when you're typically going to sleep and when you're waking and base that information off of that. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely not here for those, like, weird food rolls. Because also, it, it depends so much on your day. Like, if I don't... I'll just use myself as an example. I'm not a morning person. I get up at maybe 8.30, 9 o'clock. My day looks different, and my eating <laughs> patterns look different. Welcome to entrepreneur life, okay. bro. You wouldn't know what that's like, but you build your business around your life. That's Bro's what you like, do. I live in your right. um, Yeah. It, it could no be different. Kindness. No kindness. Um. But my day is different, so let's compare it to Roe, where Roe gets up at the crack of dawn and, like, doesn't even drink coffee like a psycho, <clears throat> which I find, like, fascinating that you don't drink coffee. But our, if we were to both say, let's cut off our eating at 6 p.m., and this is the greatest um, 
that doesn't make sense, right? Because our days are so different. So rather, I would anchor it to what the end of your day looks like. And I just recommend not having really large, big meals three to four hours before bed for a couple reasons. Food is one of the things that signals to your body and supports the flow of your circadian rhythm of this 24-hour clock that decides when you're awake and when you're asleep and what body processes occur during each. So cutting that off before bed, about three to four hours is helpful. Also really helpful to not lay down with a whole bunch of food in our stomach because it can cause a lot of indigestion. I know I have some clients that struggle with like GERD or acid reflux. So that's a a no-no to lay right down. That being said, though, it's totally okay to have a late night snack. You know, if you are someone who still needs something light, that's fine. Um, Just really avoid really big meals three to four hours before bed would be my advice. Yeah, I like to have, like, frozen fruit. Uh, Like, if I'm trying to have, like, a snack or something. I love frozen fruit. Like, frozen mangoes and frozen grapes. Like, that shit hits. And I'm like, oh, it was nice. It's light. Now I'm going to go to sleep. Um, Would you you change? And I I don't think you – I don't think it does change your question. But let's say someone has, you know, nailed everything else when it comes to, like, their nutrition and recovery and sleep and whatever. um, And they just want to make sure that they're keeping their – muscle protein synthesis high while they sleep you know um so having like a protein shake before bed what are your thoughts on that or people that do that yeah i'm honestly all for it there was some interesting research they did with casein protein so it's like slower digested that comes to mind that can be helpful i think they did it in like injured athletes and they were just saying that it was helpful going through that process um I remember correctly but I think that's totally fine I have a lot of clients that do it too who if they don't have something close to bedtime they'll like wake up really really hungry and like pain in the middle of the night so totally fine and I would listen to your body and I would pair the protein with the carbohydrate though like don't just slam a protein shake I would have it a little more well-rounded would be my go-to yeah bowl of cereal oh man like with real milk and protein yeah yeah oh fuck yeah Maybe, (laughs) maybe that's what I have after like, yeah, oh, I also have um, some clients who enjoy just doing like a glass of real milk or chocolate milk or something before bed. But if you think about it, you've got your protein, you've got your carbs, you've got the casein especially, which is slower to digest that type of protein. So why not? Yeah, you'd be farting all night. <laughs> your <laughs> significant other will really appreciate you. <laughs> oh, man. Good answer. Nice. All right. So today, Nicole is going to grace us with all of her knowledge and we're gonna have a conversation about body kindness which ro needs a lot of so we're, we're headed on a I good love path my here body. i don't love my mind I'm just different. oh plot yeah. twist <laughs> what does body kindness even mean and how does it lead us to creating healthy happy life that we desire so we're gonna dive in she's definitely gonna be challenging that old belief pattern that you might have and you know, if you're someone who can be harsh to yourself and negative with yourself, she's your girl to challenge that. So definitely, as you listen to this podcast, think, are my current habits, thoughts, beliefs helping to create a better life for myself? Food for thought. So on that note, we shall dive right in. (laughs) (laughs) We shall dive right in. So where does this term or idea of body kindness come from? Yeah, so a fellow dietitian, Rebecca Stritchfield, wrote the book Body Kindness, and it's definitely one of my favorite non-diet resources. If you don't have the book, I would highly encourage you to get it. But 
It includes the principles of intuitive eating and the philosophy behind body kindness is simple. It's creating a happy and healthy life that is also enjoyable and it should be enjoyable. It should also be sustainable and something that you don't have to go to extremes to achieve. So we talk a lot about that here on the podcast and as dietitians, and I'm sure a lot of other health and wellness professional professionals, we hear crazy shit all the time from either clients or just friends or family or other people. Um, something like, <clears throat> I, re- I read that eating eggs causes heart disease. Or I legit had someone say to me once, if I feed my, ch- my, like, my kids sugar, I might as well give them a cigarette. <laughs> and, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So we hear... About the insane, like, (laughs) we hear about these insane, like, cleanses and skinny teas and all the extreme diet culture tactics that lead people to believe that is the way to health. And it's really insane to hear all the fear that we tie to our food choices. And in the book, she actually says something like, our clients and our friends don't need crazy food avoidance tactics and diets. What they really need is a Xanax, or better yet, a yoga <laughs> class or a few deep breaths. <laughs> and, That's amazing. Yeah. Or a and cigarette, that, which is yeah. sugar. So. <laughs> and that quote reminded me of another quote by one of my favorite authors, Glennon Doyle, in her book Untamed, where she talks about feeling out of control and thinking she needs to go to all these extremes to solve a perceived problem, when in reality she just actually needs like to drink some water. <laughs> So all that to say, it's this concept of pursuing and cultivating a healthier version of ourselves from the simple, kind, everyday tasks that can be done for the long term instead of those 30-day cleanses that will ultimately, like, leave you feeling like shit. I love it. That's crazy. (laughs) I haven't read this book, but I've heard you talk about it a lot, and it seems like it's really in line, too, with the intuitive eating concepts. Yeah. It's just, you know, helping individuals step away from diet culture and all the things that we were kind of taught that we had to do to look a certain way to have this ultimate optimal health when in reality, like all of our lives look different and we need to be able to show up and meet ourselves where we are. If we are going to figure out what that authentic and true health looks like for us. Yeah. For someone who might be newer listening to this podcast or some of the episodes about intuitive eating, how would you define what diet culture really is? I feel like we hear it the term so much or see it on social media, but what is actually diet culture? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think diet culture is anything that is promoting those extremes when it comes to health. So that all or nothing mindset, it's kind of reinforcing this belief that health looks one way only and you have to follow this certain diet in order to achieve it or you have to like do these certain workouts exercise a certain way to get there and it just really like hones in on this thing like on this way that isn't individualistic it's very one size fits all it leaves no room for nuance and For me, ultimately, diet culture is what pulls us away from our inner attunement 
it pulls us away from what our body is communicating with us each and every day when it comes to rest and nutrition and exercise and the need for community and relationships and it's trying to tell us that like our life needs to look a certain way and so when our life doesn't look that way we get really discouraged and we're like well fuck like I guess I can't ever be healthy and so really Mm -hmm. untangling that and being like nope it actually doesn't it's not that at all um your health you can achieve health at any stage of life that you're in in any body that you're in and we can do that by incorporating healthy habits that you enjoy mic drop yeah (laughs) i love that (laughs) so good i saw someone who is a non-diet dietitian and was talking about like what does diet culture mean and they're like if you're a kid from the 90s like what was it like and it just showed magazine cover after billboards and logos and the body images that were promoted and it was like this is what like diet culture was it's someone else Mm -hmm. telling you that nothing tastes as good as skinny feels and that being on billboards all over america you know Um, like things like that that. yeah yep Mm, like those are the things where it it made i think it really made people i guess i'll speak for myself like it's this feeling of like you're not good enough if you don't look like this yeah and it can be like really damaging and so i love that the movement is changing to accept more body diversity in so many different ways and embracing that health does look different for everyone it should look different for everyone and it should be something you enjoy not something you feel like you're forced to do you shouldn't feel like i have to eat this i have to do this workout it can be whatever you want it to be and that's pretty freeing and empowering i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was so well put that i'm not even going to throw a joke in there i'm like yeah <laughs> damn that must be good if Rhoda doesn't have a back. <laughs> i'm being kind <laughs> Look like at this transformation in my like ten intelligence. I know. That's, that's all I needed. <laughs> so, Nicole, what would you say to those wanting to try one last diet before going through the process of cultivating body kindness and trusting their intuition that you mentioned to guide them to their version of authentic health? Mm-hmm. So kind of like we said, um, our culture promotes weight loss as this golden ticket to health and happiness. And we get this narrative in our head that once I lose the weight, all my problems will disappear. And we know because years and years of scientific research that diets don't work. We know this, this is not an opinion, it's proven. So why would we try something one last time that we know 100% of the diets we've tried in the past did not work for us? And I really challenge you to ask like, what makes this one different? Like, what do you really think is going to be different if the sole purpose of it is to only lose weight. You know, why isn't that diet going into all the other aspects of health? Are they touching on anything else or is it just like weight loss is it? This is what you need. And dieting will always provide a little bit of that initial weight loss in the beginning because we're restricting calories, we're restricting sugar, carbs, and fat most of the time. And once that diet is over, because most diets have an end date, they don't set this up to be like, you're going to do this forever. It's just like, oh, this is going to be 60 days. It's going to be 90 days, whatever it is. Um, Once the diet is over, almost always your weight immediately goes right back up. And then because your body is trying to take care of you, it's more than likely going to add some extra back on because it doesn't know when you're going to go back into that intentional starvation mode. 
And this is what we call weight cycling. And it's one of the worst things that we can do for our health. Um, There's been over 30 studies that have shown that dieting predicts weight gain. It also predicts binge eating, eating disorders, and it also increases stress, anxiety, preoccupation with food, body image problems, and depression. So my question is, is how does that equal health? If we know that dieting increases these negative aspects that negatively impact our health, like how are we going to also try to equate dieting and weight loss to health? Um, So if someone came to me wanting to do one last diet, I would empathetically ask them why. And if that really, if that was really the answer, um, would they be needing to do another one? So if this really was the thing that was going to solve all your problems, why hasn't it worked in the past? And what makes you think this one will work? Um, And instead of giving external rules and diets the power to control your decisions, how would it feel to finally be able to trust your body and trust yourself enough to ask, is this helping me create a better life for myself? And if the answer is no, being able to respond in a kind and loving way and move on to the thing that will help you create that better life for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, you mentioned that like it increased, like uh, diets increase stress, anxiety, and all these things. And it's like, when you look at it objectively, it's like, well, before I start, I want to take three steps back. And you're like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're just setting yourself up for failure again. Mm-hmm. How would you, like, if someone didn't know how, like, are there telltale signs you would be like, this is a diet if? Like, what would you say are those things to someone who might be examining, like, is it just another diet that I'm falling for and attracted to? Um, the main thing that you can tell it is a diet is if it promises you something. If it's promising you weight loss, it's a diet. If it's telling you to like follow a certain set of rules for a certain set of time, it's a diet. And, you know, there's a lot of different, there's nuance here. There's a lot of different things that we could talk about. But I think all of us can agree that we're never going to promise an outcome to a client. Even if you are someone who works with weight loss in a healthy way with your clients, you're still never going to be like, I can guarantee you're going to lose 30 pounds because you don't know. Like that is just something like we are not, we're not, what's the word? Like when you can predict the future. (laughs) Um, we're not magicians yeah like we can't can't promise that we can't promise an outcome and so for me uh if anybody's telling me that they like can guarantee what my body is gonna do red flag and um brooke i know that you work with a lot of individuals that they're working through certain protocols when it comes to gut health and other things that to me is not a diet that is you have received a specific in like you've received specific information from a specific test that is telling you something needs some support and maybe that does mean taking out a certain like food that's triggering you at the time and then going through this protocol that will lead you to healing and other things within the gut or whatever it is you're working on But that needs to be done with a professional who 
knows what they're talking about and cares about you as the whole person. Um, a lot of the times if you're working with someone who's just like, here's a meal plan, follow it to a T don't ever contact me or ask me any questions like this is it. (laughs) Then like, that's just, that's a completely different situation. Yeah, that's a really good point. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the times too, when we do get some type of result back, that's like, oh, we need to fix or heal these things going on in the gut. It's temporary. And the Mm -hmm. goal is to reintroduce said thing. Um, And it's never to like take away and get rid of things. It is always like, we're going to heal, we're going to work through this, and then we're going to reintroduce and have better balance with our eating habits. That's the goal there too. So it's a really good point to to bring up about Mm -hmm. the lab testing and how we work with that as well. Yeah, because I definitely don't want anyone to ever be scared of like diving into information that we can get from our bodies through specific lab testing. Um... And we definitely have to assess where we're currently at in our healing journey of the mind as well when it comes to like food in our bodies. Because if you're just coming off of diet, like dieting and dieting and dieting, and you have this really, really hard and stressful relationship with food, maybe that's not the best place to start just yet. But like that doesn't mean you can't get there and can't start to like want to know and understand a little bit more about things happening in your body that you can get through certain lab testing yeah if someone's ever just telling you to like eliminate food whole food groups or macronutrients or something and there's really not a rhyme or reason or Mm -hmm. evidence that you need to do that red flag diet red flag carbs bring happiness carbs are yeah and being like i think the big (laughs) one too is like gluten-free a lot of people do have issues with gluten that's a real thing but Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone should be gluten-free. I don't think gluten-free equals healthy. Mm -hmm. Low-carb doesn't equal healthy. Gluten-free doesn't equal healthy. Organic doesn't even equal healthy. None of that equals healthy. It's just marketing terms, food industry terms. Um, So don't fall victim to those either. Yeah, Yeah, pizza whenever you want. Healthy, (laughs) for sure. And that's what's interesting is when you do start, if you are someone who starts to find out certain things about um, what your body might be sensitive to or whatnot, like don't go giving unsolicited advice to other people of like, Oh yeah, well I had this ran on me and like, I was sensitive to this, this and this and this. So that means you Mm -hmm. probably are too. (laughs) Like, you know, you have to let everyone, like you take care of you and encourage other people to take care of them without giving them unsolicited advice. That's a good point too. Even if you're related, like you're all different. Yeah. Apparently unless you got H pylori, then you need to hitch people up. (laughs) You need to let the people know. Unless you got what? Rose He's like, wait, what? I like did a little gut stuff session with Brooke this week, and I learned some things. Okay, start washing your produce row, and H (laughs) and H pylori is spread through saliva. So, what? What is it? It's a gut bacteria. So it's like it causes stomach ulcers. No, what the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's like me saying, like, oh, have you ever heard of the red protein? Like, no. Why would you have known about that? I knew about this in, like, middle school. H. Py- pylori? Never. Nothing. 60% of the adult population carries it. But, and <gasps> some of them don't know or they don't, like, they don't know or they think their symptoms are, quote, unquote, normal. Rose wants um, to be sending you but some it's really common. to run his tests. Infect your stomach. But, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? It's a bacteria that like burrows into your stomach lining and causes 
ulcers and other digestive issues like heartburn, belching, bloating, stuff like that. I, I think I'm one Good of the stuff. 40% that doesn't have it because I, I feel great all the time. <laughs> Watch I'm Ro like, just be like, this is why I'm so messed up. He's like sweating under his sweatshirt like, shit, I have it, I have it. Like, Mom, have you ever is... heard of H. pylori? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. No, I've never never heard about that. But, oh, anyway, if note. you're living with someone, you can send it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, if you, like, it's kiss or you're drinking out. out of the same cups with your kids. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's been like crazy situations where like whole families of like four kids and the parents all have it because they're sharing cups and things. I told Dang. my sister never drink after me again. Because <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> she's That's so crazy. bad about that. But then I was really bad about not washing my produce, and she's really good about that. And nothing wrong with why well, produce. You because know, it's found in feces. It. Okay. I eat shit and it gets in the food supply. Whatever. Yeah. Easy. Because other animals The cows be shitting on your apples. Look, if I made it through <laughs> mad cow disease, I'm not scared of H. pylori. You know? Bro, you say <laughs> that oh now. So you're like in the fetal position one day. <laughs> yeah, then I'll be like, something's wrong. I'm stressed. That's all it is. One of the biggest risk, risk factors is being really high stress mm-hmm. and then having low stomach Roe acid. A, is and it's a breeding ground. To grow you, guys, you are you perfect like host I'm, I'm, to grow I'm in. High stress. I don't think I'm like Rose, high stress. Rose is what? The, Rose is the poster so. child of H. My Lord. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to like be on commercials up. one day. I had H. Pylori. And I'll this like, is hi. my story. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, have you heard of H. Pylori? <laughs> my name is Bro. Yeah, I'm going to... Anyway, oh I think I'm good, so guys. Sorry. Uh, so sorry. If you want me to shit in a cup that. and send it to you, I'll do it, but... It's fascinating. Know, it'll be just for shits and giggles at that point. Literally. Then we're going to like have <laughs> a whole episode shits. where we go over Ro's results. That'd be that would be kind of fun to like break down one of the tests and like mm-hmm. talk about it. I will say, the, the past... I mean, because I've still been, even with my comps, like been good about eating, been good about working out, blah, blah had some really solid poops and every time i have one i'm like i should send a picture to them you know just oh just oh my god uh, we're definitely gonna get a shit pick this week i if i <laughs> if i get like a good one i'll send it for sure yeah 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 <laughs> wow just I, hate my life. Uh, I, I will block you <laughs> Why? Yeah. This, I'm, I'm telling you guys it's like it's like the same thing if i made a salad and i sent you a picture of a salad it's like look at this healthy choice i made no same thing Ooh. All right. I'm going to refocus us here. As we as we're we've derailed so far. Yes. Thanks, H. Pylori. <laughs> we taught Rose something today, so I feel accomplished. It is fascinating. <laughs> I like I'm, I'm like kind of obsessed with like bowel movements and gut health. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was like this confession. Is, wow. Yeah. So poops gut will stuff. Be good you to need to ta- you need to like patent that, bro. Gut stuff, not butt stuff. Gut stuff. <laughs> gut stuff. Gut stuff. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with butt stuff. Mm-hmm. Love it. Oh God. You know, H. pylori is a danger. Remember all that? But yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, hold on. We're not done. <laughs> sent me a screenshot the other day of a comment from someone in an H. pylori community. I'm like, what is this? There's what is it? Was, it was like a support a group. friendly reminder. There's a really interesting Reddit community all about like people's experiences. That's crazy. I'll have to hit that up. <laughs> okay, it was really funny. We can really be done, but that, I had to add okay. that in. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we're fucked. Sorry, <laughs> that listeners. That went up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, okay. I'm gonna have to send Ro what I sent you. But yes. anyways, back to body kindness. <laughs> what are the aspects someone should consider most when wanting to develop sustainable, healthy habits? We're not dieting. We want sustain sustainable, healthy habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rebecca in the book, um, she describes the three pillars that. Um, I also believe are very crucial to cultivating healthy habits for the long term. And these three pillars are love, connection, and care. Rose going to love this. Um, So (laughs) first up, love. You have to choose things that you love. What are activities, foods, habits you're actually interested in? And a way to kind of explore this is consider your personality and your preferences. A good example I like to use is with exercise and movement. So when I have a client wanting to get into exercise, we go through a quick questionnaire that has um, a well-rounded list of activities from tennis to running to lifting, hiking, paddleboarding, kickboxing, etc. All the things. And they go down the list and they mark which one sounds fun to them. Then they go through a few more questions. Do you want to work out indoors or outdoors? Or do you want a little bit of both? Do you want to work out with a group or solo, etc.? So this really like narrows it down to be like, oh, like I don't just have to like go on a run every day. I could go on a hike or I could go paddleboarding or I could go take a group class. And it really helps you kind of explore what you're even interested in in the first place. Um, I think a lot of the times that we think becoming healthier means doing what someone else is doing to get healthier when really it comes down to asking ourselves what we actually want to do. And then we move on to connection. And when we say connection, this means the connection to your body. Um, Connecting to our bodies allows us to pick up how we're feeling that day and what our bodies actually need. One of the biggest things that stands out in the way or that stands in the way of health is we think every day has to look the same. Um, The reality is, is our needs are changing every single day and having that connection to your body is going to be your most powerful guide in choosing the healthy habits that are best for you that day. Is it rest? Is it time with friends and family? Is it being out in nature or going to a group workout class and For me, I always tell my clients, like, only you can answer that question. And it starts with being able to ask yourself the question in the first place of what do I need that day? And then we have care. And this means that we understand every decision we make, we make it with care. And that health isn't just the big, exciting choices, but it's also found in the small choices. I read the other day that the average person makes up to 35,000 decisions a day that's a lot. So yeah, from, yeah, like <laughs> from the second that you open your eyes, like, am I going to get out of bed right now? Am I going to hit snooze? Am I going to get up and brush my teeth? If I am going to brush my teeth, how long am I going to brush my teeth? Like you are making decisions constantly. And, you know, so starting to choose with care is a big deal. Like, you know, and I don't think that we can stop for every 35,000 choice, but we can begin to kind of pause for a second throughout the day and create that mindfulness. Yeah. I love this. Kind of breaking it down, especially the exercise piece. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like we like it's um, and I definitely fall guilty of this, but I see people doing things or having things or looking away. I want to look and then I'll make decisions based on that. Like, oh, this person does this workout like I should definitely do this workout because then mm-hmm. I'll look like that. And I that's not the case at all, obviously. Right. Live and learn mm-hmm. as we get older. But I love the idea of just making it fun again. Like, what do you actually enjoy? You don't have to lift weights four times a week if you don't like lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you'd just be weak. But I think that, okay. uh, you know, <laughs> or, you know, it, it, even as, you know, being raised in, like, bro culture and powerlifting culture and whatever, it's like, you're right. Like, you grow up and you learn, like, oh, like, do I really have to beat the shit out of myself? Like, what am I getting out of this? You know, like, am I strong? Sure. But, like everything hurts or maybe it's ruining my relationships or whatever. I know for me and like, you know, we've talked about comps for the past like three or four episodes, but that's, that's all my life is right now. It's like preparing for these fucking exams. But so much of it has been like, Hey, I'm really tired today because mentally I've never given this much to anything before. So I'm not going to work out today or I'm just going to go on a walk because that's going to be like good enough for me to feel good and then be ready to go another day. And so much of that is like, you know, a fine line between, hey, you're kind of, you know, uh, slacking on whatever goals you had set or whatever. And, well, the most important thing right now is being able to perform in something else. Um, And whether that's performing or just being happy and spending time with people you want to and things that are going to like make your life better, like the same principles apply of if you want to do this, great, go ahead and do it. If not, then do something that may be a little less and find uh, kindness or joy or happiness or whatever uh, within that movement that you're doing. But like everyone has different weeks and seasons in their life where they need to back off and probably not care about or care about as much um, about, you know, lifting or running or something. But, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was going to say something, but I forgot. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Bro, well, you, Nicole, you'll be happy. Sorry, go ahead. Um, one of, uh, happy. One of no our stress. clients texted me today, and she was eating a Rice Krispie before her workout. <laughs> You're goddamn right. And I was that's, like, bro, I was going to be that's so joy. happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love getting random pictures and messages. These I'm like, Krispies, we're really I'm spreading like, some, yeah. good, some good words around here. Mm-hmm. I know. That's the gospel. Changing lives. Maybe we should start a church (laughs) so people can eat Rice Krispies. Yeah. I mean, it's like giving out the wafers, you know? (laughs) Well, I don't think there's such a thing as a positive cult, but yeah. Listen, don't be joining cults. Okay. That's not kind. (laughs) So other than cults, um, (laughs) what are some of your favorite body kindness activities? Coco, I want to hear from you first. Starting a cult. Let's see. Wait, first you mean activities? That we're all. And then I want share. you to share. We're all going <laughs> to share. Like, what are our favorite body kindness, like self care type habits? Okay. Um, I mean, I have a lot. I love this question because for so long I was tied to a diet, and I was always preoccupied with you know, two things mainly like low calories, low carbs and exercising, even if I didn't want to, or even if I didn't enjoy it. 
So that's really not full of joy. And I am all about filling my life with joy. So here's a few like body kindness habit habits that bring me joy and feel free to share your own or take some of these, but we all know sleep. I freaking love sleep and I know like my body knows when we don't get it and when we need it. And yeah, that's just like kind of one that that one just like does not move for me. You know, if I got to turn something down (laughs) because I need, I know I need sleep, then I'm going to have to turn it down. And some of the ones that you kind of wouldn't like think are body kindness habits, but like keeping snacks on hand when I go throughout the day, there's nothing worse than being hungry and not being at home or not having anything with you. And then also being prepared for meals the next day, knowing that I have something for breakfast and lunch ready to go. Your body needs consistent energy throughout the day. And this is a great way to be kind to yourself. And I just want to kind of put out there that like diet culture doesn't own meal prep. You can incorporate meal prep into your life if it feels most helpful. And then of course the things like staying hydrated, keeping a water bottle on you, setting boundaries is a huge one with work, with friends, with family, whatever it is. Stop overextending yourself, leave work on time and stop checking your email when you get home, you know, go outside, spend some time in the sunshine without your phone and then eat without distractions, like actually eat away from your desk and eat without your phone or the TV on. So, and then I think my last one and my biggest one is eating dessert. (laughs) I honestly think I eat dessert like every day. Maybe Fuck it's yeah. just like, uh, you know, a couple squares of a dark chocolate, but it, you know, whatever it is, I really enjoy incorporating that into that my day because that's something for so long I felt like I couldn't do. And that took a lot of time to like heal that thought or that relationship towards dessert and sugar of just like, if you actually allow yourself to enjoy a sweet treat and not have all this shame and guilt tied to it. Like you'll actually see how your relationship changes for the positive and you don't feel like this entire like pool to like eat the whole box of cookies. Like there's been so many times that I'll buy something that like looks good in the store and I'll take a couple bites or I'll have a couple cookies and then like I'll forget that it's in my pantry because it doesn't have that hold on me anymore. And so I just kind of want to put that out there that like there's nothing wrong with eating dessert. Yes. I love it. That's awesome. Ro, so do you want to go next? Said a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, Nicole's think, like um, the self-care queen. She has <laughs> like <laughs> all kind. Like I learned so much from Coco. You're uh, rocking it. Self-care people. I think my, uh, the best way to show my self-body kindness is um, giving myself H. pylori. I think, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, for me, it, it has it has always been lifting because, um, you know, it's like, yeah, that I go in and it's either my time to try to crush a PR or go towards something. But it's something that I'd love to do. It's not anything that I feel like I have to do anymore. So I, I don't like, you know, skip out on plans or not call people over because of it like I used to when I was younger. But um, now, for the most part, it's like I'm just healthy, trying to get stronger. I'm not competing in anything so it's not a big deal um but i guess on the opposite end is like i love taking baths and just like putting my phone up and just like having music playing and literally just like sitting there it's so 
damn peaceful for me to just be like, all right, I'm just sitting in water, just here alone. And I never had the lights <laughs> on, so I, like I'll just do it in the dark, and it's just. Great. Do you have like a candle? Or something, no, or not no? really. Well, like because I never do when it's like dark out or anything, but there's normally enough like light for me to not feel like I'm in a black space or anything. But um, yeah, I guess those would be like my two main things. But other than that, I I don't consider anything else like body kindness. It's just kind of like what I do. But for sure, awesome. the bath. I love that shit. Send me bath bombs, people. (laughs) Now that I know that, I legit will. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've never used, like, a bath bomb because I I literally just need water. But, like, I love to sit there with, like, bubbles. That would be awesome. I'd feel like a kid again. Bubble bath is definitely on my list for sure. This has been, like, an evolution for me really throughout the last year to start practicing some of this stuff. And Nicole's definitely taught me a lot. I would say like some of the biggest shifts that have started, um, some of them more recently, but some beyond the last year, I really don't like to wake up with an alarm. And so I schedule my days. I know that's a luxury I have as an entrepreneur who runs my own business and now everyone has that. Um, So I'm definitely grateful for that. But I don't wake up with an alarm and then I'll wake up naturally and I just schedule my day around how I work best instead of like forcing it to like I should be in the office nine to five like everyone else like I'm not I'm usually like an 11 to 7 you know or whatever I need that day sometimes it's not that rigid and that's been like a really cool game-changing thing because sleep is huge for me huge 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 I have to get sleep or I like definitely feel very affected by it on like personal health level um, definitely working on practicing boundary setting that has been helpful in relationship bubble baths are on my list and something someone recently said to me i got into skincare coco definitely lit that fire in me (laughs) and they were like just the act of being intentional when you are like taking a shower of like you are caring for yourself in that act it's not just this mindless i have to rinse off and so i don't smell or whatever but like are you actually (laughs) being intentional that this is this is an act of kindness to your body to yourself to your soul to give yourself that time and attention and so that kind of like was a light bulb for me and that's how i view skincare routines so i love that Um, definitely a huge fan of batch cooking Um, i really don't like cooking a lot so i just set myself up to have the nourishment i need by batch cooking so i'll just do like huge i did a huge batch of bison the other day it's freaking delicious um and so that's really helpful for me to just like have my health habits and goals align in a way that makes sense batch cooking huge fan and then i would say like moving my body in a fun way um, recently got back into climbing, which I hadn't done since pre-COVID. I like honestly think the last time I climbed was February. With you, bro. Well, yeah, when yeah. We were, like February or two years ago. I guess. That was like yeah. right before everything blew the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. And, and I was the last yeah. person you saw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like real bro, human interaction. Uh, it's funny. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I felt so good because you're like a kid. You're just like playing and like hanging yeah. off a rock wall and jumping around and. It's a workout. <laughs> Definitely gets your heart rate up, um, especially with, like, a mask and stuff. Go hang off a rock wall. <laughs> it's I so would, fun. I would love to climb. Yeah, I love climbing. Casey crushed it when she she's, was doing it. Like, it was impressive. Very, very good at a lot of things. Hey, oh. don't call her a monkey. No, I didn't ah. mean it like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm sorry. What the no, heck? I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. Uh, yeah, she's like, she's dang, he's all getting old. She's strong. She's like, oh, I just go wherever. Like, okay. I just go wherever. Yeah, I'm just calling her a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wish we could find places to climb out in Arizona. I know we got to plan some good hikes. I mean, but that would be kind of cool. There's a lot of nature out there. <laughs> oh yeah, all the all the hikes out there are beautiful. Yeah, you got to for sure. But Flagstaff, right? Is where. Well, we're gonna both do Sedona before we meet you in Flagstaff. Oh, we're okay, we are yeah, on yeah. separate trips. We're just gonna yeah, keep calling this Sedona into existence. <laughs> Who, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna just keep manifesting like, it. Because I was like, "What are you guys doing?" You're like, "Yeah, so we're doing this. We're and then gonna you be are doing this." <laughs> I am hiking twice this weekend to prepare because the other weekend I was walking around at an air show and I was like, "I am not used to spending this much time walking and on my feet, and yeah. I'm gonna be screwed when I get oh, yeah. to Arizona." Yeah, so fun. I'm doing some hiking training. You just do what I do and just pop a bunch of NSAIDs right before and right after and then be like, yeah, and I'm good. And then yeah, that's I, not, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely not good now, uh, but it's only when we like do super long hikes. Um, and I we're also bring my massage gun. I've just got, gotten that old where I'm like, um, I'm going to massage myself before <laughs> I go to sleep. Hey, that's body kindness, right? Just massaging yeah. my legs out. Yeah. Nice. I'm so kind to myself. That's great. <laughs> Look at the positive row <laughs> transformation. You guys have changed my life for the better. Amazing. Thank you so much, Nicole, for leading yes, that conversation. I really love, I always love listening to you talk about all things body kindness and nutrition intuitive eating. Yes, it's just so different from everything I do. So I'm like, nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. A I new mean, perspective. We got to <laughs> be opposites kind of, I guess. I guess. <laughs> you know all good i love sharing about this though it's it's definitely refreshing to know that if you do feel stuck in the diet culture ways that there's a way out and a way forward is kind of like what i like to say it's not just like a way out it's a way into like back to yourself which is going to be the ultimate relationship that you have especially when it comes yep. to taking care of yourself 100 percent might be the most challenging wow. journey you ever take but the most worth it mm-hmm that's Go beautiful. to therapy. Don't do that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't gotta do that. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate your support and we appreciate every follow and share of the podcast. Tag us, ask us questions, let us know if you have a question of the week you would like answered. And we are all accepting clients currently. Roe is our master of all things exercise, human performance, getting jacked, and all that good stuff. <laughs> Nicole is our very clearly knowledgeable, intuitive eating, health at every size dietitian, who also definitely is like the self-care master. So she can yes. teach you a thing or two about <laughs> life, too. Sleep queen. Um, <laughs> I am a... Love it. I'm also a dietitian, and I do sports nutrition, and I use lab testing to shape the client journey and dial in on all the nitty-gritty details and data. That's my thing. Um, But we really appreciate you being here, and in the show notes, we will link up how to contact us, where to find us living on the internet, and please follow us at Health Unfiltered Pod on IG. We're going to start making funnier reels and content and all that good stuff, too. (laughs) Can't wait. Cool. Well, on that note, Robo, you want to take us out? Oh my God! Yes. Again? Play. <laughs> All right, Nicole, <laughs> you can do it if you want. No, this is you your do podcast. it, bro. <laughs> Go for it, bro. Fine. Play that music. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> All right. Peace out, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>